Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Friday, 12th of November, last day of the working week. Trust you've had a phenomenal, phenomenal week this week and looking forward to a weekend. Not the greatest day today. In fact, the typical Melbourne day, it is raining. It's raining, it's overcast, it's cold. Uh, and for those of you who live in Melbourne, you're used to it. And for those who haven't, don't live in Melbourne, uh, but you hear about the weather in Melbourne, often it's considered to be the city that has four seasons in one day. But today, it's more like a winter's day, dreary, cold, and wet. But that uh, that doesn't mean that we can't end the week on a very, very high note. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about uh, a concept known as stepping out in faith. Now, this is a uh, this is a concept for all sales leaders, but also a lot of sales teams as well. What I've noticed over my career, and certainly I remember back to when I was a salesperson, uh, leader getting into sales in the first place, uh, I used to look at sales teams and sales people and think, my God, they're so they're so smooth, they're so uh, well-spoken, they've, they've got a high level of knowledge, they, they look and appear to be confident. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I could never be like that, how do they do that? Because I had a completely different frame of reference. And then fast forward to when I was looking to move from being an individual salesperson into a sales leader, I was also looking at sales leaders and thinking, my goodness, how can I be as good as they are right now or as good as they appear to be? And so one of the key things I learned through that entire process, and this was over a period of, say, five to seven years, is I had to get good at getting uncomfortable, which means I meant I had to get good at stepping out in faith. Now, what I do now in terms of facilitation, coaching, and mentoring, it's exactly the same process. Because I remember back 10 years ago when I was first going through and starting my coaching accreditation learning how to coach effectively, learning what all the different models of coaching are, but also starting to learn how to facilitate how to train, how to uh, how to coach people in a group scenario and how to hold the room's attention and therefore take them through a process and get an outcome. I used to think exactly the same thing. I was sitting in, in various different training rooms looking at the facilitators and thinking to myself, my goodness, I could never be like this person. They make it look so easy. But what we don't realize is often the people that you see in any in any industry, in any sphere of influence, whether it be standing in front of a room uh, commanding a room's attention, training people, facilitating an outcome, whether it be running a sales meeting, whether it be uh, running a bid or closing closing a deal or making a pitch, making a presentation to a prospective customer. Um, at some stage, the person doing that has had to step out in faith. They don't just automatically overnight become an expert in what it is that they do. It's a process and sometimes that process has uh, lots of different uh, obstacles, lots of different detours. But if you stay the course, as we've talked about a lot on this podcast, you can actually get to a level of competence. And at some stage, if you keep putting in the effort, you can get to a level of mastery in whatever it is that you do. And at some stage, we have to, all of us, have to step out in faith. Now, I'm looking back now, I look at the, the trainers that I had access to and the people that have actually taught me and helped me along my journey to help me become the facilitator that I am today. And I'm still nowhere near where I want to be because I'm still learning from mentors and coaches but I had the pleasure and still have the pleasure of being mentored and trained by some of the best in the business. Now, going through the process, though, it can be very overwhelming. 
And it's so easy to put pressure on yourself uh, to perform and set yourself some standards that almost become unattainable. And being in a position where you're having to apply your craft, sometimes without any notice, but having your feet really pointed to the fire and having people who, look, look, their intention is always good because they're looking at helping you become the very best that you can possibly be. But some of the feedback is really difficult. And to be able to stand in front of a group and be feeling really, really uncomfortable, but be okay with that, really takes this concept of stepping out in faith to be ramped up to an entirely new level. And so I remember back, this is well before I even got into the facilitation part, when I got into sales for the very first time, I remember my first sales manager, a guy by the name of Gordon Smith. He was a, he was a phenomenal leader for me as I was making the transition out of out of what I was doing into this world of sales because it looked it looked like a great uh, career path for me. There was a lot of uncertainty, but what I quickly realised was that a part of the sales role was to actually make presentations, whether it be one-on-one presentations or in some cases group presentations to customers, but also internal key stakeholders. Now, to say that I was a little bit um, uh, anxious about making presentations in front of people would be an understatement. Now, I can look back now and say, I don't know what I was thinking because I love doing this now, but it takes a process to go through. And it took me to step out in faith many, 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 many times in order to the point where I got a little bit more comfortable. And to the, today, even though there's still some levels of anxiety that I that I tend to have, particularly when I'm going into a big group that's unknown, um, hey, I, I still do it, and I know that if I trust myself, trust my gut, know that I know the content, uh, and know that I can actually deliver a message and make an experience and create an experience for the group, then all is well. Does it mean I still make mistakes? Absolutely. Am I co- am I okay with making mistakes? Absolutely, because most people in the crowd, most people in the audience, don't actually know that it's a mistake being made. So I remember Gordon helped me in the very first. Uh, this is probably the first couple of weeks actually of when I was a salesperson. He actually got me to put a presentation together and he wanted to start teaching me on how to deliver a message. And this is my very first, I guess, introduction to using things like PowerPoint and standing up in front of a group, albeit it was just him in the room. And we did this over a series of weeks. And I remember he sent me a task because I was at Optus at the time. And he said, right, what I want you to do is I want you to put a presentation together and, and just pretend that I'm a prospective customer and your presentation is to give an overview of Optus. You know, what is Optus, where they come from, what makes them tick, what are their products and services and why should we buy Optus? So it was a just a general type of presentation to inform a customer and prospective customer as to why Optus would be a viable uh, a viable business partner for them. So I'll never forget my very first, and he gave me 20 minutes to do this presentation. And I went away and did the presentation, put all the PowerPoints together and I came back and started to deliver this presentation. Now, it took me 20 minutes and I had 80 slides, eight zero, 80 slides to go through. Now, how many slides do you reckon I went through? Uh, well, actually, I think I went through about five or six. But if you looked at the slides, there was uh, copious amounts of information on every single slide. So I thought to myself, I've got to give as, mu- as much information as I possibly can. Let's pack as much as I possibly can in to 20 minutes. And Gordon did a really interesting thing. He said, hey, great start. Love the fact you've actually done your research. You've got so much information there. We're going to do this again next week. And what you're going to do is you're going to use the same amount of time, but you're going to cut your slides down by 50%. Now, I did that. I came back with 40 slides. How many slides do you think I went through? Another five to six. (laughs) So you see the pattern here. So the next week, he said, right, 
do the same again, 20 minutes, cut it down by half. Eventually it got to the point where I delivered a presentation and I had about five slides. And I delivered that presentation with, uh, with confidence because what Gordon had created was a space where I felt okay to make mistakes. And he also challenged me to continue to improve. And he was giving me opportunities to do just that, but also giving me coaching and mentoring and feedback on what worked, but also looking at it from an audience's perspective or a prospective customer's perspective on what sort of information it was that they were looking for and what would resonate. And I'll never forget the type of uh, advice he gave me that uh, that stands out more than anything. And it's been repeated over many years since, but he was one of the first people to actually use this, this phraseology and it was just stepping out in faith. Just have the faith that you got the information, that you know the content, that just step out anyway. Because here's the thing, so many people, and if, you're, if I fast forward all, all these so many years since, the fact that I've been in a position to now train hundreds if not thousands of people when it comes to pitching, present, presenting, negotiating and influencing, exactly the same principle stands true and that is step out in faith. Now, with this, with this experience, it's, it's staggering and I felt this you know, many, many years ago and even this week when I was working uh, in a facilitation with, with another person, this person was doing their first facilitation. And one of the one of the things I said to her on on Wednesday morning before we before we started was just simply this: just step out in faith. You know the content, just be you and create an experience for your audience. Now that gave her a level of confidence that it was okay. But I also wanted to let her know that I had her back, that I was going to be there to support her, and we were going to actually create a great experience for the audience this particular day. And that's exactly what happened. So the key message today is: step out in faith. Whatever it is that you've got to do, step out in faith. One of the key things in relation to this is focusing in on what is your locus of control. Now, I talked on yesterday's podcast about working on the things that you can control, and this is a piece of advice that I was given very, very early on in my sales career, and certainly when I was facilitating exactly the same. Be really clear on what is your locus of control. Now, if you look up locus of control, essentially it is, do you have an internal locus of control or an external locus of control? Essentially, are you a person who makes things happen? Or are you a person who lets things happen to you? Now, in sales and sales leadership, the difference between the two is massive. A salesperson and sales leader who has an external locus of control basically is going to be at the mercy of everything that happens to them, and they'll be very quick to blame external circumstances as to why they find themselves in the predicament or the situation that they find themselves in. And they have what's also known as a deterministic attitude to say, yeah, this is always going to happen to me. Why, why does this happen to me? If anything can go wrong, it's probably going to go wrong for me. So therefore, why should I bother? So it's a very pessimistic outlook and often a fixed mindset type outlook as well. Now, if you're a sales leader or a salesperson with an external locus of control where you're blaming everything and everybody else for the situation you find yourself in, I can tell you right now, you're not going to be very sustainably successful. I'm just going to say it. A person who has an internal locus of control, though, says, you know what, there's going to be stuff that happens. But irrespective of that, I'm going to take what the lesson is. I'm going to step out in faith anyway, and I'm going to look at what I can do to make some changes, and then I'm going to focus on the things that I actually have control over. Now, I've said a lot on this podcast, and I say it a lot to sales teams and certainly sales leaders that I work with, that a great sales leader, and this comes down to the internal locus of control, a great sales leader will take responsibility for 100% of the things that happen to them period. When that happens, they have a lot higher level of control over the responses they have to any situation. 
which gives a lot of freedom in terms of how we actually approach. It means we've got a lot of innovation and creativity we can bring to the table because there's not a fixed number of things we can do in order to create a possible solution. But what that requires us, first of all, is to have a good, solid, internal, I guess, self-talking mechanism, but also have a level of detachment to the actual outcome. Now, what I'm not saying is not have a clear outcome that we're shooting for, but what I am saying is have a detachment or be disassociated from the actual outcome. So therefore, don't put so much pressure on yourself that I have to get this very specific outcome. Because no matter what happens, we're going to take responsibility for it, and I'm going to know that I'll find a different way to get the outcome I'm looking for. And that is an internal locus of control. What that takes then is for somebody to be able to step out in faith. Now, as we wrap up this particular podcast, just ask yourself this. Yeah, are you are you in a position where right now, where is your locus of control? Are you more of an internally focused locus of control where you are thinking about what are the things that you can do to make things happen? Or do you find yourself having conversations where you're blaming others, you're blaming circumstances, you're blaming other things for the predicament and the situation you and your, you and your team find yourself in? If that's you, you've got an external locus of control, which is going to make it very difficult to drive consistency in your results and certainly drive sustainability in your results. So wherever you are right now, understand that you're there based on the the combination and accumulation of all of the efforts and all of the strategies and all the techniques you've used and all the decisions you've made up until this particular point. And all of that combined has led to you being in a particular position. And in most cases, you're going to be in some level of comfort zone. Now, in order to drive consistent results, in order to drive exceptional results, we have to get out of our comfort zone, not just as an individual, as a sales leader, but also create an environment where the sales team can do exactly the same thing. So we have to breach beyond our comfort zone and move into the learning zone, which means we have to learn new things. And sometimes it's it means we've got to step out in faith, not knowing what the outcome is going to be, but be prepared to do it anyway. So this is the only way we can get better. So the key challenge for you guys today and for this week and into next week and the week after is understand where your locus of control is. Is it internal focus or is it an external focus? But also give yourself an opportunity to step out in faith in many times, as many times as you possibly can, to put yourself into an uncomfortable position, which may actually mean you'll be making some mistakes. But the key lesson there is what are you going to learn from those mistakes and how can I expand my comfort zone so I can set the example to my team, hey, I don't have to get it right, but I'm actually getting it done anyway. I'm doing the right thing. I'm expanding. I'm learning new things. I'm expanding my comfort zone in the process. So that's the key message for today. Uh, look Look at any opportunity you possibly can to step out in faith. Don't actually focus on getting it right. Just focus on getting it going. So that's the key message. Have a phenomenal weekend. And as a key reminder, as we wrap up, if you'd love to work together one-on-one, I would love to help you become an exceptional sales leader. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on a Zoom call. We'll talk about uh, where you're at right now, what you're looking to achieve in your sales leadership career over the next 90 days plus. And let's get working together as early as next week. So very much look forward to that conversation. And also look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.